Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rookie Numbers podcast, a podcast where we take games, uh, news, gaming news, tech news, all that kind of stuff, and then turn it around its head. I'm Aman, and I'm Nila, and this is the intro. Well, yes, another week, another intro. See, it's like improv. You have to like put your heart and soul into it, and then not pay attention at all, and repeat what you've said for the past. 12 episodes 11 episodes yes yes that's exactly it but what we're not repeating this week is the news because we have new news for you we have news yes you do realize the you do realize the fact that it's called news is because it is new information right yes someone the pun you. was the pun was made when the word was made thank you yes so our first news topic for the day is that assassin's creed valhalla has gone gold yay yay three games going gold in three weeks yes i it mean it's Cyberpunk about time first, but, yeah then legion then this no the, then miles morales and then this yeah legion has probably gone gold we just don't know about it yep because it releases in 9 days it better has well 9 days from the day we are recording so close to 7 days Maybe it it releases on the twenty ninth of October. Yes. Okay. So, what other information do we have on Assassin's Creed? So we got a Creed Valhalla trailer, which was a nice. It it showed a little bit of gameplay. It was a very nice trailer. But apart from that, what we got more importantly was that we got the required specs. Okay. So this is a spec sheet which I am kind of really interested in because it shows the frame rates as well. Unlike Legion, which just showed the resolutions, this one also shows the frame rates. So, for the uninitiated and the people who don't understand spec sheets so often, uh, there's two things to a game: a resolution and a frame rate. If you just put one thing on the sheet and tell me this is the requirement, this is the kind of graphic card you need, that means nothing, because yeah. I could have a game running on 4K at one frame a second and it would be unplayable. uh yeah so basically uh the washdogs legion spec sheet had just resolutions and no frame rates on it which was pretty confusing this one does not have that at least for yeah the, for the most part yeah it so you said just resolution and frame rate and the other third requirement is the well texture quality just putting it out yeah low settings high settings ultra high settings is just the different types of textures anyway So it's most of the settings are very, like most of the requirements are very similar to Watch Dogs Legions but except the few differences being that apparently they didn't have they didn't get to test with the 30 series of graphic cards which is weird since Watch Dogs Legion did have 3080 in its suggestions in its required mm-hmm. specs my bad And uh, another thing which I found really weird is Valhalla's requirements are slightly higher in each category than Watch Dogs Legion's. Now I don't know whether it is to help with the target frame rates or whether it's just not as well optimized. But I won't be surprised if it's the latter because well, it's Assassin's Creed and in, and it's built on the Unreal Next Engine. It's not known to be optimized. To be fair, like a uh, uh, um, one we don't know enough about the Watch Dogs Legion specs because. it could all just be for 30 frames a second and more so than that like there is a possibility that valhalla is just more demanding than watch dogs legion is but 
it's kind of like in the zone where because we don't have information enough information about one whatever we say can be completely right or completely off the mark yeah well my prediction for the episode is that valhalla is going to be very badly optimized on launch mhm do you think they it, they bug up and fix it mostly after launch i mean okay so have a look at their history right odyssey wasn't known for its optimization on launch origins wasn't mm-hmm. known for its optimization on launch syndicate had nice optimization unity let's not even go there sure because nobody did yeah and most if not all of these were built on the anvil or the anvil next engine mm-hmm. so i really don't expect it to be very well optimized on launch okay that's fair yeah whereas watch dogs on the other hand was pretty wasn't horribly optimized right yeah it's still better off than most of creed and it's on a completely different engine so that is where i based my another interesting thing i realized from the specs uh, is that like one of them has like wastog legion had like a completely different section for ray tracing off and ray tracing on while valhalla just didn't mention ray tracing anywhere at all there was no sub, there was no um, mention of ray tracing or dlss which is kind of weird because i expected it to have ray tracing but it looks like it just doesn't so interestingly what ubisoft is doing this uh this well launch cycle this is that they yeah this time around fair thank you is that they've partnered with both so watchdogs legion actually they've partnered with nvidia which is why they have explicit ray tracing options whereas okay. reed valhalla which is ubisoft Uh, Toronto, if I'm not wrong, that mm-hmm. is uh, on the AMD side. Okay, which so, could also be the reason why they don't have the 30 series, and also the reason why they aren't explicitly showing RTX. Sure, but isn't uh, ray tracing something that's also there in AMD cards? Yeah, but for that matter, there has been no such official announcement. Secondly, there. we don't know whether as in the amd event hasn't happened yet it mm-hmm. is suppose it is to happen in exactly like, a week from now yep but it's not a thing set in stone yet so we'll see i i have a feeling these uh, st- starts are going to update after like a week or two probably I, as watchdog legions updated i feel even valhalla's requirements will update once in in maybe one one and a half weeks from now Let's see. We'll we'll keep you guys updated on that, I guess. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it for Sanskrit Valhalla. Uh, the game launches November tenth, and Watch Dogs Legion launches October twenty ninth. So the next few weeks are going to be really big on game launches. Mm-hmm. And especially, and even a week after Valhalla, uh, we have the big dogs Cyberpunk. Yeah, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven launch, which we are all very hyped for. Speaking of game launches, um, the Raji and Ancient Epic launched like a week ago, fifteenth of October, and it was received incredibly well, as we all expected. And for the most part, I played the prologue. I'm going to buy the game soon, so we'll probably do like a gameplay review of the game. Maybe get into a little more depth about it. But yeah, that also happened. Mm-hmm. And the developers of Raji. Uh-huh. they are the nodding head games they are doing a an ama on reddit start tomorrow as in which is the 21st of october yep by the time this episode is out you it will probably have gone yeah 
I'd, I'd suggest you to have a look at it. It's, it will probably be very interesting. Yep. Uh, okay. You know what? One of my like pet peeves, um, no, one of my guilty pleasures is just to go back to AMAs and just read all the stupid questions. It's very interesting for sure. I go back to like random as uh, like ask me anything and just read like the questions that are like, what is your preference of butter? And then they actually answer it. And it's, it's just something I like to do. So if, if that happens, please link it right, right up here. We have so some more, yeah, we have some more Watch Dogs Legion news, which okay. is that, which is something I find slightly weird. Mm-hmm. So Watch Dogs Legion targets 4K 30 with ray tracing on, on PS5 and Xbox Series X. What are your thoughts on this? I think the myth of having 60 FPS on the game, like on the console, it's not a myth, but like the fact that people expected 4K 60 on every single game on the PS5 and the Xbox Series X is a illusion that's slowly being shattered with all these launches. Uh, I feel like uh, the new consoles will be able to do like 4K 60 or even 120 on less demanding games, uh, stuff like esports, stuff like Fortnite maybe. Uh, but I don't think any game that's more demanding than that is going to like hold up to that standard or even manage a 4K 60, which is fine i guess like if you can manage a 1440p 60 or 120 then i guess you're fine because you're getting a very cheap console compared to a pc that would be spec similarly so i don't know like at this point i would settle if i was getting it for that cheap but mm, yeah i mean it just shows that the pc master race is still alive and the xbox is never going like the xbox or the ps5 is not particularly a p like a pc killer in any way even with the value proposition yeah nobody touted them to be pc killers they were just more bang for the buck uh anyway so more on this i you know what i think i think there's going to be three performance options this time around okay there's going to be one 4k 30 ray tracing on there is going mm-hmm. to be one 1080 60 or 1440 60 ray tracing on and then there's going to be one 4k 60 with ray tracing off okay that could be if, a fairly good option, honestly. If that is the case, I'm all in for it. I don't really care that much about ray tracing. I'd just rather have it play smooth. Or maybe like if you're playing an exploration game or something like that, if you're playing Tomb Raider, you honestly like, you would want to enjoy the graphics a little better than the frame rate. There are games that uh, like do um, fare better having a lower frame rate, but... Um, like much better with much better graphics and it's obviously like a person to person thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, it's a very to each their own thing and if they give them options, it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I as in more of, I, I prefer games like, uh, well, let's Flight see. Flight Sim. Flight Simulator one. Fair, yeah. Flight Simulator to be lesser FPS but higher frame rate and higher visual fidelity. My bad. Lesser frame rate and higher fidelity. And other games like uh, Journey, maybe. But I don't think people will play games like Assassin's Creed or Watch Dogs Legion purely for the... As in, they won't play it on 4K 30. They, I, Never mind, it's more of a personal thing. I, I just hope they give us the option. I kind of have a feeling they will play whatever is set on default. Uh, a lot of people would. A lot of people will, sure. So... It really depends on what the default option is and if the developers allow, like if the developers can just fine tune their default options to be a particular set, which is what the developer thinks is best for most people, that's pretty okay, I guess. 
like if you have like a ubisoft going in and saying that i want this game to be played for its visual fidelity and i want to set it on ray tracing on because it deserves to have this experience then fair i guess yeah but what also interests me is that there is no mention of an xbox series s here the series s was never going to be like a 4k 60 console anyway they yeah, kind of not, said that yeah not in that not in that aspect i am i'm talking about there is no mention of the frame rate on the xbox series s i'd love it to be 1080p 60 but or 1440 60 but let's see i hope it I think, it's at least 1080 60 oh no it's uh, they say it's going to be better it's still going to be a stronger console than the one x um so i kind of feel like it's going to be like a 1440p 60 plus fps ke, like fps console but let's see like um there is still not enough clarity on what kind of games will it be able to run on its highest performance level if it's just going to be esports then like might as well just be a 1080 60 console um yeah. yeah talking about xbox um xbox games are now available on ios devices but only kind of so Microsoft's Xbox app recently updated for iOS and iPadOS, allowing Xbox One owners to stream games to their devices. So now you basically have like a new Xbox app, which used to be there before, but it didn't really have a lot of features. It was only like one of those social network apps where you can see the amount of gamer points you have, and they've added like a remote play feature to it, so that you can stream off of your console onto your phone, and then play with a con- controller on that. Um, Now this is not Xcloud. Xcloud is a cloud streaming feature where basically you don't have to own the console that you're streaming off of. You're streaming off of the cloud. Um Apple has not budged on the whole Xcloud Stadia thing at all yet. All they have done is they've extended like an olive branch to them where they said that for every single game that you put on the store, like on on your app, you would have to like individually submit them as separate apps using the streaming tech. which is like stupid uh which is extremely stupid it's the only way to squirrel out of this entire thing and still not come off as the bad guy which they eventually just did so this is like the midway kind of thing you can get to stream games on your phone especially on an iphone on on android xcloud is going fairly well so far i guess i haven't seen a lot of it and it launched like very recently it's not available in the region but yeah it's something i i hope it launches in india real soon yeah for it's sure a, it's an amazing value proposition especially with how popular xbox series s is going to be here so and more more so yeah. than that um, like our internet is pretty good like a big thing that people think about india like i don't know if people think so about india but like a big reason why a lot of streaming services take a while to come to india Netflix did Spotify did was because uh, the amount of internet availability etc was not great here but now it is so like i i don't think there's anything holding us back in terms of a region especially in terms mm-hmm. of internet it's very cheap very available very fast yeah additionally i think there is a deal going on on Xbox Series S in which it's available for 29000 on Flipkart okay That's... so i feel yeah I feel okay, it like attract the yeah it is. I feel it will attract the audience more so and then additionally the uh, Game Pass. Game it Pass is, is still a great deal. Yeah, it is exactly. It's it's an amazing deal for especially for the series S if you don't want to invest for a long time. 
you can just buy one year of game pass and play a bunch of good games yep in fact rainbow six siege is coming on to uh, game pass so high recommendations for that any anyway, uh, moving on yes we have some facebook news today and okay so what happened was facebook's head of vr has said that mm-hmm. quest 2 buyers should make their facebook accounts should make sure that their facebook accounts are in good standing with facebook before buying a headset so okay. this came in response to a lot of people breaking their oculus quest 2s because apparently facebook did not appreciate or did not like that they weren't sharing their data with them a lot of people are rendered useless a lot of quest 2s are rendered useless and effectively as paperweights it's kind so, of weird like uh, i remember when this news popped up it was just that random people were signing into their quests with their facebook accounts and it just said nope can't use it yeah and additionally a lot of people don't have facebook accounts so they were just creating accounts to use them with and facebook was like nope you can't do that you need to upload photos you need to send But us your data you need to give us aren't your data. you supposed to like isn't that the general reaction though i don't have a microsoft account I buy an Xbox, so I make a Microsoft account. It exactly, can't say that you need to have a thousand emails sent across for it to be a genuine account. That's stupid. It is stupid, right? From their perspective, they need to get data, and how do they know it's not just somebody who has a Facebook account but doesn't want to use it, or maybe who doesn't has doesn't have an account and who's creating it? How do they differentiate? Isn't that just like a problem that happens to everyone and everything anyway? Isn't that a problem that's just supposed to, um, you know, like twenty percent of the audience will make burner accounts for the quest too, but eighty percent won't, and you just use the data of the eighty percent people who did give you their Facebook accounts. It's just supposed to be like loss. So why is that? Why are they making it such a big deal? Because it it's not like the experience is going to get vastly better. because people know what they're getting into even if they make a burner account they know that their friends are not going to be on the quest platform or whatever the socials are not going to be as connected and they're going into it with that right yeah so i don't know why they're making a stink about it they don't really really don't need to they as in facebook or the people using it facebook of course like yeah. the people are in the right yeah exactly which is very weird which is very anti consumer in one way it kind of is like and uh, did they i don't know i didn't read the news but um how vague slash uh, detailed were they about whether your account is in good standing or not the, this is all they said they didn't they didn't explicitly explain what they meant by good standing i mean does it mean that if i've posted something that's questionable even that's a problem it could be it could very likely be it's that's kind of odd because like they could very well just mean that you must not have like at least you should have a profile picture and that could be fine or you should have your like like your email verified or whatever like mm-hmm. it could be that but it could also be literally anything so they need to either give clarity or just like not do this at all ideally so something with respect to this is that this is so the your account being trashed and rendering the quest to as a paperweight is something against european unions consumer laws mm-hmm. so i feel this could uh, i was reading something about some people wanting to sue facebook along these lines but let's you see can do that, that in the european out. union yes yeah exactly which is european union is very consumer friendly in this regard yes yeah yes. they have a lot of consumer laws 
so i feel there is going to be something happening there i everybody on reddit was like they should just ban facebook but that's not going to happen that, that's not going to happen let's see how it works out i really hope it does work out mhm uh yeah i mean the quest 2 is a great vr headset like it's a great deal like i i can't take any points away from facebook for making a great vr headset it's just facebook doing other shit on the side that's that just like taints the deal mm-hmm. uh and talking about tainting a deal sony declines to de- uh declines to discount a game randomly so what happened was a lot of the indie games were on sale currently and return of the obra din which is a very popular indie game Okay. was not on sale on sony but it was on sale on other platforms which was on sale for 50% off on other platforms not even some 10% or whatever mm-hmm. so a lot of people tweeted about this on well on twitter and the owner replied saying that the he had approached sony and asked them to put the sale put it on sale but apparently sony refused which is very weird Okay, I don't know anything about the game publishing slash like hosting business, but I have okay. hosted a book before, and mm-hmm. the costing of the book depends entirely on me, how I want to cost mm-hmm. it, if I want to do discounts or not. So, what is this about approaching Sony and them saying no, we decide the prices? So, how it works is usually the publishers are in the well are in the say of whether they want the well their game to be on sale or not. Mm-hmm. but i feel when it's on a different platform it it's not under them i mean sony i think sony gets to take the final decision but think about it everything that you sell like if it's digital it's going to be on a platform that probably doesn't belong to you so i don't know like what is the whole thing about sony having the final say on things that don't belong to them because an indie game clearly does not is not a first party title it's not like they own the studio that comes under them or is it is it that no they don't own the studio under them it's just like it's an independent studio right and it's an well it's a group of people and mm-hmm. i feel they're just trying to strong arm them currently because they feel they won't take this ahead anywhere and what do they get for strong arming this exactly because like it's not giving a discount that means Generally, if other places have a discount and this place doesn't, it's going to generate lower sales, not higher. Yeah, but what you aren't noticing is, well, suppose I have a friend on the PS4 and I play on the PC. I tell mm-hmm. him, well, Overdrive is an amazing game, and I've been playing it a lot. I got it on a sale. He's like, oh, Overdrive, huh? I saw it on the Play Store, yes, uh, on the PlayStation Store yesterday. Might as well give it a shot. And since they don't have an option, they will have to buy it on hundred percent off. Look, my friends are thrifty enough who would wait for a sale, even if it means not playing with me. So, well, like yeah. for real, for real, like it doesn't help a platform if the games are not in. Like if one game on multiple platforms, especially if it's cross-platform, isn't on sale at the same time, because it's stupid. Because I could literally just buy it on another platform if I had that option, and otherwise I just won't buy it if it's not cheap enough to begin with. If it's like a two hundred bucks a game, and I'm getting it for hundred bucks, I'll just think, okay, two hundred bucks is not too much either. But if it's significantly expensive, I'll think about it twice, right? And this makes the decision harder, especially knowing that it's cheaper on another platform. Well, it'll make me think twice. It's weird. So I don't the, quite get it. So the thoughts behind this, I feel, is is similar along the lines of well, if they reduce 
the pricing there will be more buyers for the game mm-hmm. but maybe they don't maybe they already have a lot of buyers for the game and they don't need to drop the pricing which is why which could be a reason why sony was like nah you're doing fine i'll just keep the extra cash for myself sure i mean it could very well be that lucas pope the developer just tweeted out saying that um yeah sony denied it but in reality he just like didn't apply for a discount who knows why why would he do that he's done it I don't on know, every other is fun he no he's actually very good with his community i don't think that's the case here okay that's fair he's pretty gucci with his community nice yeah well honestly we don't have like too much uh, like the sony being a good samaritan is not really in the news these days especially with like our next piece of news which is ps5 can record voice chats and report them to moderators i mean the the, the catch here is that they have said can and not that they not that it will but it most likely will see the problem is the like the amazon alexa also says that it it does record stuff and keeps it locally but can send it to amazon and people just don't trust it they put it in their homes and don't trust it so like uh yeah i mean it's the same thing right if there is an ability to do something it just means that in the worst case scenario it will do that and that's not great and regardless reporting them to moderators so i you know how i think it's going to work out mm-hmm. i think it's going to be probably something similar to there being voice chat like people playing the game mm-hmm. somebody says something offensive the other person reports the person who said something offensive and then that report along with the previous 5 minutes of voice clip goes to the moderators okay that's that's possible but that's possible but again that's also the 5 minutes was something i added in it could be the previous 1 hour or 2 hours whatever right considering the number of game lobbies that exist on all these consoles and the amount of trash that goes on on these um on on most games honestly like you go to a first person shooter game it's full of trash so i don't know if, like what happens in the end is you report something it almost never reaches the moderators um and it records your data like it records your voice chat anyway which like i'm not sure it it's kind of creepy to know but i don't really have much more to say on it because there's not quite a lot of information and it mostly looks like it it's for a good cause and they're not using the data to give me ads um but yeah like that is kind of creepy it is very creepy and it's very anti privacy i feel oh it it's definitely anti privacy people are going to 100% tape off their mics or something there is a possibility or they like if if they have enough pushback from the community they'll have to come out with a, a ps5 controller which has like a hardware mute switch the way facebook portal had to do it and in fact even the new nest uh, the google nests have like hardware mute switches on their um, on the backs so i have a feeling something like that is going to happen like if there's that enough pushback then it will that could be that will be very nice for the consumer right yeah 100% in some slightly better news mm-hmm. now you go ahead in some slightly better news we have split screen co-op for stardew valley okay so stardew valley for the uninitiated is a very beloved 
indie title. It is a very peaceful, slow game. It's basically about setting up your farm or mining or fishing or managing your chickens. I know nothing about the game, so like, give me an elevator pitch. Is it a sandbox game? Okay, so it is a sandbox. It's an indie two D sandbox game, mm-hmm. which uh, uh, you can like have your own farm. You can you like, can buy different types of seeds. You can plant them. There are different ways they grow. There are well climber seeds, and then there are pumpkins, and there are different types of seeds. Each of them have a different growth time. There are four different seasons. So some seeds only grow in certain seasons, and then okay. that you can go for mining. You there is a very deep mining well storyline and okay. then you can fish you can it's also a, it's also in a way a dating simulator you can so you can like move, marry people yes you can marry almost you can marry every single one of the npc npcs in the game together no 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 with yes like That's one at a time you can so date good. multiple of them together but if they catch you dating others at the same time there is a there's a whole different scene there but naturally i wouldn't expect mm, any less yeah it, it's definitely very interesting the developer is amazing the the it's an amazing community it very recently it got multiplayer okay. like online multiplayer and now finally it's getting local split screen co-op which i'm really up for what it's is multiplayer amazing... in a game like this entail like so two people you can help out your friend in the farm you can go mining together it's very fun it's a very peaceful game right so it's just like hanging out together in a virtual space yeah nice that's something and, that 2020 needs honestly yeah and now that there is split screen it, it's actually a very nice game to get new people into gaming because it's very simple mm. game so with split screen co-op being a thing it, it, it will do really well so considering it does really well on game on platforms like the switch yeah definitely uh, which is yeah which is that a, sounds is like a, very, a switch game f- from mm-hmm. the get go which is a very couch co-op esque console this mm-hmm. is a very good thing for it i'm definitely in for this i hope the update comes out to switch very soon and the so PC very soon so split screen co-op would be local or online so split screen co-op usually means local because so it will be on- local only right yeah yeah there is already okay. online co-op okay cool nice so that's happening so split screen co-op is coming to start your valley if you want to play that with your friends if you meet them these days um all right and our last piece of news for the day and i'll let neelak introduce this because i know nothing about the game so our last piece of news today is that we got a new dota dev blog update or something okay. so basically it entail entail some changes to dota plus which is a subscription system of dota and guilds which is well guilds in dota clans where you can team up with people and work towards clan goals okay so some of the dota plus specific things announced were that every non subscriber can earn shards and what shards do is unlock cosmetics okay like and nice yeah Costume like skins and shit. okay yeah, nice. skins and also that uh, so in dota plus there was this thing called hero levels If you mm-hmm. play a certain hero a lot, you can do the challenges to earn hero levels and in turn unlock skins for them. So, for now, at least in the newer in the newer change, up to hero level five will be free for all, whereas mm-hmm. up to level twenty five, which is called the master tier, is just going to be for Dota Plus members. And okay. 
these were the only Dota Plus changes. There are some overall game changes which is going to be very well appreciated with the community. Some of mm -hmm. which entail a better Smurf detection system, and they have said newer Smurf accounts will be like will be in the same bucket as other Smurf accounts. Okay, what does that mean? So I think it's going to be more of a hardware ID thing. They are going to check the hardware ID, and then if there is a newer account with the same hardware ID who plays similar to the other account, they they'll just put them in the same matchmaking pool of other Smurfs. So basically, Smurfs will play against Smurfs. Right. Okay. That's that's cool. Yeah. So I forget. Another game had done this in which they used to pitch cheaters against cheaters itself. I forget which game did that, but it was a it was a battle royale game. I just keep forgetting. Mm -hmm. But that that's it's similar to what they had done then. Nice. And we got some news on the new hero to be released. A new hero is going to be released next month, which is hype. And nice. they have said that they're going to spread out the development for over a year instead of having random bursts of development in patches. So there is going so to be another. So more systematic working. Yeah, yeah. A more systematic, a more well wholesome, not a wholesome, well a holistic. More scheduled. Not, yeah. More scheduled, yes. More scheduled and not just getting players during the holiday season because that's when the new heroes launch. Mm -hmm. So there is going to be another new hero in first quarter of 2021. Which is nice. again hype, and that's very uh, close. November and yeah, then just like three, four months close. into nice. This is very close. Another new thing they're introducing is an Overwatch system, which is similar to CS:GO. So, for the people who don't know this, how it was in CS:GO was that if somebody reported in ranked gameplay, if somebody reported a game or or a person to be hacking, it used mm -hmm. to after enough reports that that person used to go to. Thing called an Overwatch. Now, what an Overwatch would do is an Overwatch would be a high high MMR player who will who obviously opts to be an Overwatch. And what he does is he gets the gameplay well demo IDs of those games, and then he can go in the game and see how the hacker was playing, and accordingly take a decision whether he was a hacker or not. So kind of like case by case remote proctoring. Yeah, yeah. Pretty done cool. by the community, which. brings goodwill in the community as well i feel this is a very good thing for the community it also like reduces the load on the devs a lot because yeah. you're just like there'll be good samaritans who'll just opt to do this because it's fun yeah and it's basically outsourcing for free yeah i mean it also makes the community happy so win yeah exactly right. it has worked amazingly well in csgo for everybody who played csgo they know how good the overwatch system is mhm mm when it works When But, it works, okay. Yeah. When enough, uh, when there are enough reports, actually. How many reports is enough reports, though? Like I never seem to figure it out. I I I honestly don't. I feel how it works is there needs to be a bunch of reports in a short time span, maybe in a week, maybe five reports in a week. Maybe that will be something that triggers it. Not one report every few weeks. That's fair. That's yeah. why that could just be like sporadic good performances. Exactly, exactly. My my okay, friends report me enough. that often. That 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 does not mean I'm hacking. That's just a brag. Yeah, exactly. showing off. Of course. <laughs> And well, the last last the last news that we had was that they're going to finally improve performance. It's not bad. It's not by any ways a badly performing game, but there are certain things which stutter the game. 
some notably being a hero's ultimate a hero called monkey king whenever he casts his ultimate there is visible lag for every single person playing the game maybe it's just part of the ultimate maybe it's just part of the meta well, probably at this at point, this point it, it is <laughs> yeah so they are going to improve performance on multi game cpus multi core cpus which is definitely a big plus and and that, that wraps up the dota plus news that wraps up the episode okay but before the episode ends i want to ask one thing which i don't know about dota plus does it give you any uh, extra edge on the game like any tangible edge on the game so something which is very arguable so there is a concept of pulls in the game in which you can pull a creep camp yeah. into the lane and in turn well bring the lane back so dota plus if you hold alt Dota Plus will tell you ex- at which exact second you should pull the camp. Okay, that is a tangible help. Yes, but it's it's not something that others can't do. If you just know at which, so a lot most of the players know at exact which second of the clock they are supposed to pull. So it's not a tangible benefit. It's more of a learning curve. So it's like training wheels for a new player. Exactly, exactly. It's more more of like training wheels because it's not something that affects. like most the, people i won't say most people it's it's not something that affects anybody who has more than 500 or 1000 hours in the game which by is apparently a big pro- population yeah but by that time you probably just know when to pull and it's not just pulling also where you are placing the observer wards which gives you vision so dota plus also gives you suggested places where most commonly wards are put which is a good thing and a bad thing because you know where the opponent could have put the ward as well yeah so it's also not a tangible benefit as such it's not pay to win it's kind of like uh, it helps you in places which for the most part aren't that important to the game or like which most people know anyway yeah will the so latter that, more so hmm so the training wheels analogy still stands Yeah, exactly. That is more of what it is than a, well, than a pay-to-win thing. Cool. Mostly so, people buy Dota Plus for the skins, though. That is just a side benefit that there is. That's good enough. Like that's as good a reason as any to buy anything premium. Exactly. So I remember the days when I used to buy steel books for my console games <laughs> just because it came in a steel box. I mean, I'm going to pre-order Cyberpunk because I get a T-shirt. So. You're also getting it for cheap, though. So yeah, well, it's yeah. fine. I am getting it for cheap. For those who don't know, Cyberpunk is 500 rupees cheaper on Games the Shop. If you want to, and you get a free and t-shirt. And you get a T-shirt and some, and a physical map and some compendium or some bullshit that they're. But but it is cheaper basically. You're paying lesser for more things. Go for it. You're paying a lot lesser for um, the amount of things you get because I'm pretty sure the T-shirt costs like a thousand bucks to make. probably or i mean if not a thousand well manufacturing cost probably will be around 400 or 300 bucks but even then if sold separately yeah. it would be like a thousand bucks so sure, good value sure. good value definitely so yeah i think that wraps up our little recommended section for uh this time and wraps up the entire episode yes that it does would you like to end with a trash joke uh-huh. don't don't put me on the spot holy shit <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, it's okay. You don't have to try for the trash jokes. I'm sure they're merry on the episode. Definitely. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's okay. You can regret it after you see the episode this week. All right. Oh, sure. Uh, 
see you guys have a good night or day or evening or wherever you listen to this that's the good thing about podcast you can listen to them anytime i know right bye bye right. bye bye